0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. And a part of it, and a it, to be a part of you, it is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. He's Keyshawn Johnson. He's Jay Williams. I'm Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, Sears, XM Channel 80, as well as the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. Ten minutes away, when it comes to your quarterback, is he overhyped or underrated? We're going to get to that in about ten minutes. But there's no overhyping or underrating whatever the conversation is going to be. Involving Deshaun Watson's future in the National Football League. Reports happened early this week that Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, said that, uh, according to his reports, try to make a trade to Deshaun Watson or gauge the interest of the Houston Texans. But Brian Flores, the coach, doubled down that he is not interested in Deshaun Watson taking over his team.
1: I will say that Tua is our quarterback. Um, I think that's been the um, I think he's had a good training camp. I think he's made a lot of uh, progress. Um, I think he's uh, um, made a lot of improvement. And, you know, we're, we're, we're pleased with where he is. And he's, he's, he's going about his preparations for New England the way he should be. And uh,
2: that's where we are as a team. See, Freddie, that didn't sound like he's not interested in Deshaun Watson. <laughs> yep. That just sounds like a coach that is continuing to try to inject uh, a certain spirit into his quarterback and keep his spirits high. It does not sound like Brian Flores says he's not interested in Deshaun Watson. I mean, I know several days ago he made the comments that he wanted, you know, certain character type guys, things of that nature, so people automatically started to place that with the issues that Deshaun Watson is having off the field, that that meant that he didn't want Deshaun Watson. I think when you look at that plus this – all he's doing is setting himself up either way. I can get in it or I can get out of it. If Deshaun happens to land in Miami, I can always say that, hey, everything checked out the way it needed to check out. We always felt he was a good character guy, yada, yada, yada. And if it doesn't go that way, he can always say it wasn't going to work for us because his character was in question. So I'm not ready to say that the Miami Dolphins are satisfied with Tua and they are not looking at
3: other options if it presents itself. I mean, just look at this list right here for Deshaun Watson timeline. January asked for a trade. March, you know, first of 22 active civil lawsuits filed against Watson. April, notable companies like Nike and Dre, Beats by Dre, halted sponsorship deals. 25th, reported to training camp. August 9th, returned to practice after five day absence, still seeking a trade. Look, I, I don't condone any of the actions, and I know it still has to be proven. In a court of law, there's still a long way to go with that and also understand what the NFL, how they're going to handle that. Uh, but it, it, the, the talent speaks for itself. And it, the one thing that I've seen in sports is, you know, look, if, if they're able to figure this out, like people still want that talent. People are still enamored with the talent regardless of whether they found him guilty or not guilty. Right. right? And, and that's just the reality of it, whether we like it or not. And we're in the business of winning games. And some people have principles, some organizations do, different than others. And all I'm saying is for us to sit up here and act like people still aren't interested in Deshaun Watson, we would be remiss to think that way, Fred.
0: Yeah. We would be remiss. And Keyshawn and Jay, here's the deal. That's the conversation. Because if you're willing to take a chance on that guy, you'll spin it anyway forward. Because there have been plenty of other players. And Jay, you mentioned this in between – before we came back, you said there have been people in the NFL that got second chances. For example, Leonard Little, who took away a mother of three children, mm. being under the influence in an automobile accident. But because of his talent, they not saying I don't want to say they made excuses for it. That's a bad phrasing, but they made enough to say we're going to bring this guy because he can help our football team. But what about this? They were able to try to push that aside as much as possible because they believe in the theory that this shoot this two shall pass. It's the same principle, in my opinion. With Deshaun Watson. And that's what struck me key. I could see his wheels circling going, you know what? We can have the conversation about well, what about this, what about that? If a team believes that Deshaun Watson can help them, they'll try to spend it for it as much as they possibly can, no matter when he's gonna be on the football field, if yeah. that's going to happen in twenty twenty one.
2: Yeah, based on the the accusations that he's being charged with right now, it's not as easy as signing Deshaun Watson as it was Uh, uh, Leonard Little many years ago with the Rams, uh, or uh, Dante Stallworth when he uh, had the accident in Florida. This is a little bit different, right? And what I mean by that, Freddie, is Stephen Ross is maybe kicking the tires on it, or maybe there's other owners kicking the tires on it. But those other owners potentially in general managers and head coaches, they have wives and potentially daughters and grandchildren that are female. It's a little bit different. You've got to have conversations. Imagine your wife or your daughter. you got to have those conversations, friend. That's just not it because. You
0: should have those conversations. the,
2: the, The wife of an owner or daughter of an owner, they have friends, too. And their friends may be female. And they're going to have those conversations. I always say that the wife of an owner has a girlfriend that they sip wine together. And they want to know what's going on in their business. Imagine that next door neighbor asking your wife, why would y'all sign that guy? So they got to get checks and balances and checking the boxes to make sure that they're doing everything. It's just not as easy as he's a very talented quarterback. We're getting ready to sign him no matter what anyone says, because can you withstand all of the backlash and the fire that would be coming at you? I remember the Michael Vick situation, which is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Michael Vick spent some time in prison, as we know, because of the dog situation down in the Georgia area. He got out and it was a mad, crazy zoo outside of Philadelphia Eagles headquarters on a daily basis. But the Philadelphia Eagles and Andy Reid, they had to figure out if they can withstand that type of backlash that was coming on a daily basis. Now, if it's the Miami Dolphins, they've got to see if this is the temperature that we want to take and make sure that we don't want this sort of behavior continuing in our organization, that we got the right people in place to handle the situation from a rehabilitation standpoint, all of those boxes got to get checked. And maybe they do, maybe they don't, but it's a long ways away. In my opinion, from him being able to put on a Miami Dolphins uniform and play.
3: I agree with you. That's why there's no need for Brian Flores to say anything about it. You just hold your cards. You just stick tight. So why did he say anything? Well, I mean, it, well, he's talking about, because I'm sure he's going to be asked a question a multitude but he didn't, of times. But he didn't say anything. That's why, that's why, well, that's he why didn't I just say anything. He, that's why he I didn't just say it.
2: nothing at all, Freddie. All yeah. he said was. I want high character uh,
3: guys. Well, yeah, high-character guys, and is
0: our, well, our quarterback. The, the re- well, the reason I say it, I hear you, but at a certain point, why even say anything
3: at that point? You, sometimes, well, I'm not, I'm not, yeah. well, I'm saying it also for Tua, so right. you can recognize that's that what I'm saying. you're yeah. our guy, and also right. to the media to say, hey, look, Tua's our guy right now. Like, it's that simple. He's our guy right now. I get it. And if he's not our guy, because we have a chance to get Deshaun Watson, if this gets cleared up then we'll handle it then because he probably won't be our guy. Well, but for now, he's our guy. We'll
0: put it this way. When you double down on a quarterback that people wonder if you actually believe in or you actually trust, and you double down on it, it leads, and this is not just me, but people covering the team, may say, so why do you need to double down on two? If he's your guy, you don't need to tell us twice. You already told well, us one. Well, you,
2: because you you keep asking me questions and rumors are coming up. So I have to address them. If I run from it, it's, it's one of those damned if I do, damned if I don't things, right? That's fair. It, it, and so if I run from it, you're going to say, well, he's running from it, so it must be true. So I answer it, you're still going to say the same thing. So I can't please you regardless in these situations, so I might as well give confidence to my quarterback because guess what? I'm going to always change my mind if it benefits the organization and the team. Yeah, I can always say something else came available that was way better. All right? It's just that. I can – man, look, football players and athletes are throwaways. They are just throwaways. It's an assembly line. Bill Parcells always told me, he said, that's an assembly line. It goes around. One person gets off, another person gets on. The moment that person gets off, there's probably somebody better getting on. And that's what could potentially happen with the Miami Dolphins. Tua can get off, and maybe Deshaun Watson gets on, and guess what? It's going to keep going around, and somebody else will get off, and somebody else will get on.
0: Great stuff by Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Freddie Coleman. And Keyshawn Jay, Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN App Series, X-Men Channel 80, and ESPN News presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests always hang out with us and join us on the Goodyear Hotline. So that's yeah. another conversation for another day. It's time to bring in James Steele, our bearded producer, one of the best beards in the history of man beards in the well, history of mankind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It it's it is great glorious. It is wow. on point. We're going to do a little overhyped, underrated, when it comes to NFL quarterbacks. So, Mr. Yenzer, Yourself, James Steele. The floor is yours, brother. Yeah,
1: how you doing? All right. Uh, so, overhyped <laughs> or underrated? Going to go through some cornerbacks here. Uh, up first, Matthew Stafford. Overhyped or underrated?
2: Well, I, I would say I would say he's overhyped, not underrated. I think the hype is the fact that he was in Detroit. He never won a playoff game. He put up a lot of big numbers. He had a guy named Megatron who just put on a gold jacket a few weeks ago as his main target at the wide receiver position. They move him for a slew of draft picks to Detroit from Detroit to Los Angeles in exchange for Jared Goff. There's a lot of hype surrounded around him based on Sean McVay saying, hey, the guy that we need is Matthew Stafford to take us to the promised land. So that hype is built up around him. If he does not, Jay, some things can go wrong in L.A.
3: Yeah, Key, I feel like he's more underrated, though. I feel like a lot of people always say, well, he was in Detroit and – you know, he couldn't lead them to where they need to be. And Jared Goff was a guy. He took him to the Super Bowl. And this is going to come back to haunt Sean McVay. It's going to come back to haunt Les Snead. They're not going to be able to get a championship. It feels like there's a lot of energy towards Matthew Stafford that way. So mm-hmm. in my eyes, I'm like, oh, okay, there's nothing but up for Matthew Stafford. All he has to do is just perform. The way he's performed with Detroit, but with better weapons.
0: Sometimes you can be underrated and overhyped. He's overhyped and had, based on what you just said. Because now we're going to find out if it was not Matthew Stafford all those years? Well, the reason that they were not able to get to the playoffs or when they got to the playoffs they didn't win was because the organization held them back. Well, we're going to find out now because this is the best NFL team he's ever been on. This is the best team he's probably been since high school in Texas. you got a defense on the other side that got a bunch of filthy McNasties, and you got an offensive coordinator slash coach in Sean McVay that can dial up plays. If they get to the playoffs and he doesn't win, then those whispers are going to get louder that, oh, maybe the organization didn't hold you back Maybe it was you, Matthew Stafford, that held the Lions back.
1: All right, up next, the guy he was traded for, Jared Goff. Overhyped or underrated?
2: See, in my opinion, I think Jared Goff is underrated. I like Jared Goff. He got an opportunity to lead this team into the playoffs a couple times. He went to the Super Bowl. Hey, look, in the end, at the end, he didn't win the Super Bowl. He went up against Brian Flores and the New England Patriots. But it's a lot of teams that lost to the New England Patriots <laughs> in the Super Bowl. Count them on your hand and another finger, six. So. I like Jared Goff. He may never be the Jared Goff that everybody expects for him to be, but I think he is a dominant quarterback in this league. He's done a tremendous job. He's got to turn down the turnovers, though. If he can somehow get the turnovers down, I think he'll be fine.
3: Okay. Let's see Jared Goff dig Detroit out of the hole. Like, if there was all that heat. I didn't know about that. if (laughs) if, if If there was all this energy about Matthew Stafford, him not being able to do it, Let's see Jared Jared Goff do it. I think think he's overhyped. He is? I think think he's a little bit far from his days of bringing the Rams to the Super Bowl. I know he's a talent. There's some questions about his work ethic, supposedly. That's what I heard. But let's see if he can dig Detroit out.
0: I'm going to say he's underrated slightly, and here's why. Because he was the fall guy for what did not go right for the Rams. It was very easy that when they didn't win the Super Bowl, what was Jared Goff's fault? Well, we didn't get out of the playoff slash in terms of getting out of that first round after beating Seattle. What was Jared Goff's fault? Well, I think if you're Jared Goff, I'd be peeled about that. I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. I wasn't the one out there not running the football effectively, or I was not the one calling the wrong plays at that, at that time. I think he's underrated from the standpoint of, you know what? We'll see how I'm going to make this work in Detroit. This way I can show you guys that I wasn't the reason why we did not win a Super Bowl or we did not advance to the I'm curious.
3: What does he need to do in Detroit, in your opinion, to rise above what Matthew Stafford? Get some
2: players around him, well, man. Well, <laughs> that <laughs> team.
3: we put it this way. If
0: you're Jared Goff, do what Matthew Stafford was not able to do. Take a bunch of guys that nobody believes in and raise them above their level. Many people wonder if Matthew Stafford could do that, that he just kept guys at the same level outside of Calvin Johnson. He's just a super worldwide receiver. You can raise other guys' level, the new coaching staff, then your name gets a lot bigger than Detroit than what, what Matthew what Stafford would what do. quarterbacks
3: have raised guys that we have no idea their levels?
2: Man, I could give you a number of them, but we ain't got time. I'll tell you during the break.
0: Okay, good. I was going to defer to Keyshawn on that one. Right now. Right now. Okay, he'll tell you. You're right now. it's going to be a little bit later. James, was
1: next? All right, let's go out to the uh, AFC North. Uh, Baker Mayfield, uh, overhyped or underrated?
2: This ought to be good. I think he is, well,
3: could he be both? He could be fair, fairly rated. Fair market. I, 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 here's rated. what I would say.
2: He's okay. underrated. And the reason he's underrated because he comes with a lot of hype. See how I did that? And when you come with a lot of hype, people sometimes don't appreciate you. And I think Baker Mayfield needs to be appreciated not only amongst – the Cleveland Brown fans, but amongst the NFL community as a whole. He's done a terrific job. Only thing he's ever done is grown since he's been taken over at the quarterback spot in Cleveland. Kevin Stefanski comes in there. All he does is get better week to week. We saw what he did in the second half of the season, and then he leads them into the playoffs. This year, I think they make a stronger run in the playoffs. Doesn't mean that they'll go to the NFC championship game. It just means that, or the AFC championship game, it just means that they'll be a much better football team.
3: You see, I think he's fairly rated, mm-hmm. but I'm afraid of him being overhyped by the media Why? because of the way he finished the season. You know, when he finished the season, people were saying, "That's the top pick in the NFL draft that we've been waiting for. That's a superstar. Kevin Stefanski and company, they're still going to play the game the way they played the game. They're a run heavy offense and they're going to, you know, Different play action. He's going to be able to find the seams, find pockets. I like the way he plays, but I don't want to overset expectations that Baker Mayfield is going to be Mm -hmm. next level all the time. He doesn't need to be that in order for this team to go deep.
0: I'm going to say he's overhyped, but it's not his fault, and here's why. Because many people compare him to Johnny Manziel when he came out of college. I said that's one of the dumbest comparisons I ever heard because Johnny Manziel as a player and a human being was nowhere near Baker Mayfield, and I mean that in a bad way for Johnny Manziel compared to Baker Mayfield. And to your point, Jay, The way he finished his rookie season, that led to a whole lot of people being on that Cleveland Browns bandwagon. And I said back then, man, they have a slow start to the season. Do they have enough there that they can overcome that? They got their, their brains taken out by Tennessee. They never recovered. Last year, at the end of the year, he finished with 26 touchdown passes, nine interceptions. For my money, he has the best offensive line in football. He's mm-hmm. got some two dudes running behind him in Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, and he got some dudes on the outside. If Odell Beckham Jr. could be that Odell Beckham Jr. without all the circumstance, they could be a very special offense. But it's not his fault that he's overhyped because no one picked in the draft, that comparison to Johnny Manziel, and people are saying, well, now you've got a chance on the stage against Patrick Mahomes opening day. You gotta be close to his level in big games like that. You gotta play better. If he's able to do that, then he'll definitely live up to the overhype.
2: Freddie, that was a bad surgeon. If his brain got taken out and he wasn't able to recover, I don't want that dude operating on me.
0: <laughs> no one said to be any medicine, so that's my fault on that one. <laughs> what you got, James?
1: All right, let's stick uh, in the AFC North and uh, find out what guys think about Ben Roethlisberger. Uh oh, overhyped or underrated?
2: I think it. I think at this stage of his career, he may be a little overhyped. I think Pittsburgh Steelers fans are, are hoping that he becomes the old Ben Roethlisberger. Now look. In the preseason, he did a terrific job. But the preseason is only a couple games, a couple series, and that's pretty much it. Let's see how things go 17 weeks plus for Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers in that arm. Yeah,
3: that's another one. I think he's fairly rated. I think, you know, he's had a great career in Pittsburgh. Uh, They were undefeated last year before they felt like they got decimated with injuries and things Mm -hmm. changed for them quickly. But, look, Ben Roethlisberger isn't a guy that's going to throw the ball crazy amounts of times during a game, right? Like – he needs a great running back, and Najee he Harris, I think he now has, where he actually has that multi dimensional offense where it's just not all predicated upon his arm.
0: It's overhyped, but when you're two times the world winning champion, champion How is that quarterback, overhyped? because he's, had, he's succeeded so much in his career. Anything he does, people are going to hype it up. Is it his last year in Pittsburgh? If it's not his last year in Pittsburgh, where is he going to go? So that's why I say he's overhyped from that standpoint because of what he's been able to do. And to your point, Jay, what we saw the first 11 weeks when they were undefeated, he was their running game. Let's call it as it is. They had no running game. He was their running game. And when things came back to planet Earth, they, he did not have enough in him to do that. You're right. That running game the offensive line needs to be better. But he's overhyped because of what he's done already, not because it's too much around Ben Roethlisberger.
2: Damn. Freddie, did he go to space? <laughs> <laughs>
0: the final frontier. Hey, Jeff Bezos the can do it. Why can't tier. Ben Roethlisberger?
1: All right. Uh, I, I didn't know that fairly rated was an option here, but I guess. Uh, yeah, I uh, just made it one. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I said. So that's long. why yeah. I was like, feet. hey, <laughs> I'll, y'all They're continue
2: twice. to. I thought it was underrated, overrated, the hype, and now all of a sudden it's. Fairly, I'm like, geez,
1: <laughs> properly rated. I guess we're throwing in there now, You're right. All right? Okay, what well, anyway, anyway, not everything is absolute, right. anyway. Yeah, you gotta be absolute. No, gotta, gotta argue. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, so Kyler Murray, overhyped, Uh-oh. or underrated? go ahead, Keith, Yo. kick us off. I
2: think, it, I think it's overhyped. I do, I honestly think it's overhyped because of the skill set that we're looking at passing the ball all over the lot, throwing for a million yards, doing all the little things that you like to see a guy in that type of offense do. I don't think that the offense translate, translates to the NFL in terms of winning a lot of games, meaningful games, getting making deep runs into the playoffs. I just don't. Kyler Murray's a good quarterback, but for my money, I like something different.
3: I'm buying stock in Kyler Murray. I say underrated. As you should. I'm, buying, I'm saying underrated. Yeah. statistically murray improved in almost every passing category in year number two with the cardinals and had a huge increase on the ground he ran for 100 819 yards and 11 tds so he's de- developed great chemistry deandre hopkins he has aj green now i think there's a lot left in the tank and i think this is going to be a season where he's really going to explode on the scene
2: nine wins i'm
0: gonna say he's underrated thank you but i'll say this his coach better get over being overhyped than Cliff Kingsbury. I hear you because not. they drafted a quarterback because you brought this air raid system to the NFL. If you're not able to p- show that as wins into the playoffs, Kyler Murray will still be around, but they'll find a new head coach when the so let me ask, so current. let
2: me ask you this though, Freddie. Since you said if, if they get rid of Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray will still be around, so you think that a coach comes in off the streets takes over, he's going to want to implement the air raid system? Because Kyler Murray, in my opinion, cannot translate into another system. This has been the system he's been in his entire career, whether it was high school, college, or the pros. Well, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I think he'll be
0: able to adapt in the National Football League if a new coach is going to come in because he has enough special ability in him as a quarterback that he can be very fluid. I know he's been associated with the air raid offense. It's made him success undefeated in high school and what he did when he got to college. Kyle Murray has that kind of special skill set, in my opinion, not just to be an air raid kind of quarterback. I think he can adapt whatever coach comes in and puts that kind of offensive system around him and playmakers around him to make that work. Mm. That's just me. Kay. That's just me. But we'll see. Good stuff, guys. He's Jay Will. He's Keyshawn Johnson, Freddie Coleman, or Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests always stop by thanks to the Goodyear hotline. We're going to talk to a coach who used to coach in a division that
3: I was run by all Ooh. the young guns. That is next. Do you have a motorcycle, ATV, or even a truck that's sitting in your garage that you've been waiting to sell? With RumbleOn.com, you can easily turn your unused vehicle into cash in minutes. RumbleOn.com will give you a cash offer for your vehicle and pick it up for free anytime, anywhere. Harley, Polaris, Can-Am, Yamaha. And even if you are just looking to trade in, RumbleOn will pay cash no matter what the make or the model. Visit RumbleOn.com today and enter promo code RADIO, R-A-D-I-O. To get $300 increase on your cash offer. Fast bikes, faster cash. As a fan, this is amazing. This no, is it, the time it, of the year. This is what we talked about.
2: This is real, man. This is real. Are you ready? i ready. This is Scott Van Pel, and I'm ready. This is Keyshawn Johnson. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers
4: are ready. This is Stafford Steve, and I'm ready. This is the Bear, and I'm ready.
0: Football is back and it kicks off every morning with Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin and continues all day right here on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space
1: For no additional charge, get it off your chest with BetterHelp.
0: Visit BetterHelp.com/unsportsmanlike today to get
5: 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.
4: unsportsmanlike Passion, drive, and patience—the formula for winning championships—is also what keeps your ride or die alive
0: Total is cringing right about now. It's Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, Sirius XM Channel 80, and also Sirius XM Channel 80. Anytime a guest stops by to hang out with us, they're here thanks to the Goodyear Hotline. Let's talk to a man who was a great defensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens. Did a terrific job with the New York Jets, as well as the Buffalo Bills. He's Rex. He's NFL Rexy Rexy Rex himself. Sexy Rexy, <laughs> What's Rex. What's up, Sexy Rex, Ryan, Rex? joining us here Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. We are good, my brother. You know what it's like, Coach. I was there tonight the at the NFL draft when your team, the Jets, drafted Mark. Sanchez and he started for you as a rookie the page is about to do that with Mac Jones what is it going to be like having a rookie quarterback that like your team led that team to the playoffs that Bill Belichick is hoping the same thing can happen with Mac Jones with the Patriots this year Rex
5: yeah I think what people are going to see is that uh, like Bill Belichick is smart he is a smart football man he's going to run the football and protect his quarterback that way And unlike the Cincinnati Bengals, when they want to throw it 55 times a game, there's a difference. You know, you can put up stats with this rookie quarterback. Look how great he is. But the idea is to try to win a game, to try to win. And that's what Bill Belichick's going to do. He's going to run the football, protect the quarterback. And, by the way, this guy does have a skill set. And they actually have some weapons to throw to this year, unlike last year. Um, So I think they're going to be just fine. And uh, when I saw that young man, you know, in the preseason, I was like, whew, this kid looks, you know, like he's poised, and obviously he's got the tools to do it. He had about as good a uh, college year, senior year, as, as any quarterback that I can remember. I mean, him and Joe Burrow, and uh, you know, shoot, uh, Belichick just said, you know what, Cam, you know, appreciate it, but uh, this kid gives us the best chance to win, and and he's only going to get better week in week out, and and so he's going to go that route.
2: What was it like for you, Rex? I know you had Mark Sanchez, who was a rookie. You, along with Mike Tannenbaum, made the decision to start a young guy that you went and picked in the first round. But you had a dominant defense. You had a nice running game. And I think you had a hell of a head football coach <laughs> calling some defensive
5: plays. That's what I'm talking about, <laughs> G, <I appreciate> you.
2: <laughs> But what was it like but, yeah. being able to manage the expectations of a rookie quarterback?
5: Well, first off, my, I went in there with the expectations that, hey, the whole league is going to find out how great a coach I am. Like an idiot, I went in saying, oh, we're going to win, we're going to do this, we're going to lead the league in defense, all this kind of stuff. The well, funny thing is we did lead the league in defense, and you mentioned that great defense we had. Now, remember that great defense the year before was 23rd in the league. So we went in and said, no, we are going to flip this defense. We are going to make it special. And I realized after the first mini camp, I never had a quarterback. Like that was a problem here. I made all these guarantees and I'm like, Oh, we have no quarterback. I mean, no quarterback. And so regardless if it was Mark Sanchez or somebody else, we were going to have to start a rookie. And that's when I sat back and said, we're also going to lead the league in rushing. <laughs> because <of what? laughs> We're not going to drop back a rookie quarterback 50 times a game and expect to the win. There was no chance of that. And, I think that's the way, being around this game a long time, there's different ways of winning. And you guys touched on it right there. You Hey, the, New England's going to play, they're going to uh, dominate on defense, and they're going to run the football. I, I truly believe that. And they're going to go back and turn turn the page back, of, uh, you know, about 20 years, and it might not be, you know, sexy or whatever, but they're trying to win games. And Belichick will do it as good as anybody and, and – um, you know, having this young quarterback, you protect the football team, not just the quarterback, but you protect the football team. And I think that's what New England will do.
3: Rex, so what happens to Cam? Where does Cam go? Does he go anywhere? Does he just sit and wait for the right opportunity? What do you think?
5: Well, Jay, well, I I look at it this way. Look, Cam Newton was one of my favorite players. I mean, I love Cam Newton. And, he dominated the league, man. Was something that we really didn't see. I mean, a power running game quarterback and a guy that had the ability to make throws down the field to beat you. You know, was never the most accurate guy, but when it, you know he, he can hit guys and and uh, he was he was tremendous. Unfortunately for Cam, he had a shoulder, and I don't think he ever recovered from it. And when you look at him now trying to throw the football, it it's painful to watch. And I know this kid is as tough as it gets. And you see him struggling. He pushes that ball back. I just don't think he can rotate that shoulder the way he used to. And he's not quite the same player he once was. And that's really unfortunate because he was so special when he was younger. But quite honestly, guys, I just don't think he's – I just don't think he has it anymore. And, and um, you know, look, he's got the heart. He's got the competitiveness. He's got the brains. But I just don't think he has the, the arm talent he once had.
0: Rex Ryan, ESPN NFL analyst, now part of the co-hosting Organized Chaos podcast with Bart Scott. The first episode drops on September 12th on KJZ on ESPN Radio and also ESPN News, staying with in terms of people wanting to have players on their team. The whole conversation flipped early this week, Rex, when Jaguars head coach Urban Meyer talked about it could be the difference of keeping a player that's vaccinated and not keeping a player that's unvaccinated, and then the Jaguars walked back what he had to say. What is your stance in terms of coaching having to make these decisions? Because, to me, Urban Meyer told the truth, but a lot of people did not want to hear that truth from him.
5: (laughs) Freddie, you're exactly right. He told the truth. And that's the thing about Urban Meyer. We've seen him, you know, yeah, and people are like, oh, he's not ready for the NFL. Urban Meyer's a great football coach, okay? I said he's going to join the men's league. It's a lot different than college. But he's telling you the truth. No coach in the league is going to say it other than Urban Meyer, and it slipped out when he said it. But that is the truth. If everything's equal, if everything is equal, then I'm going to take the vaccinated, then he's going to take the vaccinated player. And the league doesn't want you to know that. Nobody wants you to know it. But it is absolutely the truth. And they're different rules. And until the rules are the exact same, then they, they will approach it differently. But believe me, they were sitting back saying, hey, look, man, they're, they're the same kind of player. I'm going to take the guy that's vaccinated and because it's, it's, uh, the, the rules aren't as restrictive if there's a positive test. So it just goes without saying you've got to, availability, man, is huge in this league. And, you know, and, and that's just the way it is. Whether you, whether, whether you agree with vaccinate, the vaccination or not, this is the absolute truth.
2: Help, help me out with this a little bit, Rex, because I, I kind of – I always try and, I don't know, get Jay Will and, and others to understand that I'm not hating on Kyler Murray. I'm hating on the air raid system. If you got back into the National Football League as a head coach, are you implementing that system? Do you like the air raid system?
5: (laughs) Man, you know, Keith, this is the thing. When he came into the league, when when, uh, Cliff Kingsbury came into the league, I was like, dude, it's going to get smoked. And quite honestly, it has. Because, look, in college football, you have 100-some kids on on your roster, 100 kids on your roster. So you don't care. You can go as fast as you want. You can do all this type of stuff, and you're going to wear out that defense. Well, you're wearing out your own damn defense. And so we've seen him back off on that. And, and quite honestly, he's grown. He's a better coach now than he was when he came into the league. Yet, let's face it, this air raid system like that he implemented you know, from college, you had the greatest player on the planet in Patrick Mahomes, and you were 500 as a head coach at Texas Tech. Oh, and by the way, you had Baker Mayfield, too. So it's like, are you kidding me? Like. <laughs> This, this doesn't win games. It puts up yardage. It puts up all this. And I was criticized beyond belief about, well, see, there you go. He's Neanderthal football. Neanderthal football still wins. You better be able to do both. You need to, you know, when you need to be able to run the football to close out games, you better be able to do it. And the same thing is, is here. Look, this isn't, you know, I mean, getting it out basketball on grass. That's the most boring crap of all time. Okay. Now, Kyler Murray's special. DeAndre Hopkins, special. I don't care what offense you're, you're going to do. You're going to be successful with those cats, okay? There's no question. But we've, we, the mentality is, and I think Cliff knows it now, you, you, it's not about how many snaps we can get. It's about winning football games, and, and there's two pieces of it, offense, defense, and special teams, three phases of the game, and you need to understand how you can protect one side or the other. And quite honestly, I think his defense is ready to take a big step forward. But you, as a head coach, have got to bring back this air, air raid thing and go back to a damn NFL offense where you're balanced, you're able to run the football, you're able to protect the quarterback instead of letting this, this young superstar back there, you know, do his thing. Like, he's got to work his magic. And if there were to just, you know, like, I don't know how uh, – if people realize how special this young quarterback is – but do more of the Russell Wilson-type offense than this air raid thing, and I think you'd be more productive.
3: All right, Rexy, I know you coached Bart Scott with the Jets and with the Ravens, and now you're obviously doing a podcast with him, Organized Chaos. I actually love the name. Me too. Tell me what it's about. Talk to me.
5: Yeah, really, I tell you what. We came up with the name because, you know, we were thinking, can't wait. We we're going to do – but Organized Chaos, when we were uh, turning this the uh, the league on its head by by knocking your quarterback out, by being the number one defense in the league, it was organized chaos that people had no idea we were coming from and all that. And it's probably the same thing here. But we are going to sit back right after the games. Both of us are in New York doing doing different things for for ESPN, and we're going to meet together and go over, analyze these games, and give you our first take. You know, if you will, our our you know where it's just we just came off. Watching the games, and now we're going to give you our perspective, and it comes from a coach who, you know, I've coached in the uh, the league for over you know twenty years, thirty some years, and been around the game, the NFL game, all my life. You'll get that perspective, and you're going to get a uh, a Pro Bowl linebackers perspective. Now, look, let let's be honest: the offenses are going to get killed when we talk about them. Obviously, <laughs> when you put Bart and I together, but now re- really, it's going to be, you know, we want it to be informative. We're going to be ourselves, and and Bart and I have a tendency not to pull many punches. So we're going to be give you our true, honest, honest evaluation of the games: what went right, what went wrong for your team, and and give you a a a, a you know an immediate reaction uh, after a game. And I think that's what we want to do, and we we're going to make it fun, but we're going to make it. Uh, informative and 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 give our two uh, two opinions and you can say what you want well these guys don't know anything okay been around the game all my life Bart Scott's been around it all his life we don't know much okay we got gotcha. you but we're going to give you maybe a different look and, and uh you know two eyes that that have been around have seen a lot of snaps uh you're going to get our opinion and our immediate opinion on these games and and hopefully the language stays good because Bart <laughs> yeah. has a tendency to drop them every now and then. <laughs> we all yes, do. he yeah. does. <laughs> exactly. almost got my show canceled so many times. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and the first episode is available September 12th, Organized Chaos with Bart Scott and our man Rex Ryan, ESPN NFL analyst. Hey, Rex, a pleasure, my friend. Enjoy the weekend and take care and be well. Happy Labor Day, reps. All right,
5: Freddie. I love right. watching you guys' show. Take care. Appreciate right, you, my friend. And thousands
0: affected by Hurricane Ida urgently need support. Donate at redcross.org slash ESPN to help the Red Cross respond and help people recover from this disaster. You can make a difference in the lives of people impacted by Hurricane Ida. Your donation enables the Red Cross to prepare for, respond to, and help people recover from this disaster and will provide people and communities affected by this devastating storm with food, shelter, relief supplies, recovery planning support, and other assistance. Again, you can donate at redcross.org ESPN, redcross.org
3: ESPN. DoorDash here with Summer of Dash Pass. Right now, DashPass members are taking $10 off groceries, alcohol, pet food, and more. Need a nightcap? $10 off. Got a cough? Get relief delivered for less. Want to surprise your crush? Yeah, you do. Send a gift and save. Try DashPass for free and get special savings, exclusive menu items, and $0 delivery fees year-round. Get more from your neighborhood now with DashPass and the DoorDash app. And stay cool out there. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for call a roulette. You know the rules. Don't ask us how we are. We're
2: good. I don't want to hear any of that. Get in. Say your name and make your point and ask the question. Eight eight
1: eight seven two nine three seven seven six. Eight eight eight. Say ESPN and don't mess it up.
2: Don't mess it up. Especially you, line five.
3: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any
0: And to spin that wheel with Jay Williams and Keyshawn Johnson, Freddie coming to KJZ. So let's do it. Let's get into the early part of the weekend. We got Labor Day weekend happening starting tomorrow. Let's spin that wheel part of Carlo Roulette.
4: Spin it.
2: What's on the grill, Freddie?
0: We'll see. Line two, you're on the grill. What you got?
3: Hey, guys. I was just wondering if you thought that Philly should be using one of those first-round picks and maybe trying to get a veteran receiver in there to pair with those young guys. Um just want to get your thoughts on it and if you thought that would be a possibility, who do you think we would go after?
2: Miami has a slew of wide receivers from Devonte Parker's a guy, but I don't know that I don't know that you want to get a veteran receiver in there because you'll take away from the young guys with a young quarterback in Jalen Hurts that they can grow with over time.
0: Let's spin that wheel again. Line number four, you're on the menu.
4: All right, hey, this is Kenny. I was calling to see um, maybe if Cam Newton take that Jameis route and uh, learn behind Bear for a year so when Bear leaves, he can go ahead and be that bridge that they need for a couple of years till they find somebody else. That, Jay? I, I, I wouldn't
3: be mad at that. I mean, if Mike Tomlin would I, take a chance on that, I, I don't know if I see them doing that.
0: But did he, I, I he, he? said it He said
3: go – Pittsburgh, yeah. play behind Big Ben for a year, mm-hmm. you know, learn from Mike Tomlins, yep. you know, and, and really kind of pay his dues. You know, I, a situation like that could be fine if, if that's what Cam wants to do. I don't know if Cam at 32 wants to be a backup, though. And at the end of the day, I have to respect that. If Cam wants to be a starter, you wait for the right opportunity, somebody gets hurt, you get your playing time.
2: Yeah, I could, I could see I could see that. I mean, yeah, sitting there and Ben retires. If Ben retired, what if Ben have a hell of a year and he don't mm-hmm. retire, you yeah. know?
0: Yeah, it may not be that last dance for Ben Roethlisberger, like People talk talking about the last dance for Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Let's spin that wheel one more time. Line number one, in call the roulette.
1: Corey from New York. Uh-oh.
3: Corey. What up,
0: Corey? Hey,
2: guys. Uh, could you make the argument in the NFL that there is one legitimate uh, super contender in each division this year? Mm. Each, yes, each division. You can, oh, each, you can. You can? Okay. Title contender. Ta- Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, Buffalo. Pick one out of the North. Green Bay, obviously. You can pick one. You can pick the Rams. You can pick Seattle, Kansas City. Of yeah. course, you can pick. Yeah, yeah. in the East. This one.
0: I, I don't in, think you can pick in one the there. East.
2: of Dallas Cowboys.
0: Really? Yeah. I, I, I trust uh. Washington over them.
2: See, you only you 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 only trust them based on their history. I mean, you don't trust them based on their history. I'm what? talking about what they are right now, today. Well, I'm we talking said, about we, right we now. We said I'm title
3: contenders, yeah. though, right. They're I mean, healthy. But but we we've talked about this multiple times. We we always said if the Dallas Cowboys win a playoff game, they're good. I don't hear anybody talking about them winning the Super Bowl. I I'm, I,
2: I got them
0: going a long ways, man. Okay. If they can stay healthy. If they can stay healthy, I'll trust that Washington defense and that Dallas Cowboys defense got a win. Man, that to go. sky looked like
2: California. <laughs> Too bad it's not. Man!